Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus podcast. How are we, Mark? Hello, Mark. How are you? Good it's, to see you. It's I'm just right. us two tonight. Yeah, no star-study guests or no. fancy pubs. Last last time we were in the boozer, we yeah. had Alan Myers and a couple of other people. Yeah. It was just me and you tonight. Yeah, just back down to the bed once a bit of bad weather, mate. No one wants to know. Just two, us two. Two working class heroes. <laughs> <laughs> working six twos. <laughs> <laughs> slaving all day, braving the elements to come out and chat or vent about Everton. But we still find a time to come and have a go. Yeah. I literally have a go at Everton <laughs> um, after what we've seen in the past couple of weeks. But I think there's there's much to say, isn't there, about uh, events in the recent recent weeks. We probably won't focus too much on what happened to Stamford Bridge a fortnight oh. ago. Oh, man, I'm still on the psychiatrist's couch for that one, mate, I'm afraid. <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah. More, uh, more to the point. It's, we're going to talk about the Swansea game in, in detail, but as was the uh, the usual agenda to our podcast, there's about a million things to cover. I know. See, even though nothing's happening at Everton, lots of ha- is happening at Everton. You know, it's just it's it's always you know. There's never a dull moment when you're talking about like what the fans are going on about, what's pissing people off, what people are happy about. Nothing at the moment. But there's always something pissing Evertonians <laughs> off, though, isn't there? We can't be any other way. <laughs> if it's not the weather, it's uh, it can it can be anything. It can be the potholes on Stanley Road. It can be everything. <laughs> but there's um there is a number of things that we need to get through today, Mark. Yeah. Or tonight. Um, depending on how many beers we have, <laughs> we'll see how many we get through. Yeah. Was that beers or topics? <laughs> no, no. That's what I'm saying. You have a couple of beers and you can't be asked talking about a lot of it. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Even being honest, um, no. Anyway, I think we should look at the Swansea game on Saturday. Now, yeah. I wasn't at Goodison Park, so, yeah. you know, I might get called um, Wolf. an armchair fan. Armchair fan, yeah. I don't know, you're not a wolf. Not a proper I'm a wolf. wolf. I'm a, a, a wolf jumper yeah. as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I was not there. Um, in, a, in a way, I was kind of pleased I wasn't there after an hour <laughs> of watching it. But I was interested to see what it was like. I mean... 
Last time out, we, we beat West Ham 2-0. It, it turned out to be a bit of a routine win, didn't it, in the end, um, obviously. Yeah. The defeat to Chelsea since, and then back at Goodison was another chance to kick on against probably the poorest side in the Premier League to date uh, this season. Um, it, unfortunately, again, it didn't really materialise, but what... What was it like being... I mean, I saw the match, obviously, so I can give an opinion on that, but what was it like at Goodison on the day, Mark? It's just a thing that's become all too common, the theme with, with the fans and, and stuff like that. And You know, you blaming the fans, then? No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I think it was absolutely up to the players to pick the fans up on, on Saturday after what, what everyone had witnessed um, at Stamford Bridge uh, before the international break. But um, it's just... I don't know whether it's a generation thing, whether it's the type of people who, who can afford to go to match nowadays and the people who can't afford to go to match. I don't know what it is, but the people who were like, who were talking about, you know, who were wanting to be, um, I was going to say, the passion that we used to have in the crowds, it's just forever gone, mate, if you ask me. I think we're pissing against the wind trying to, trying to get the atmosphere going. But it's... Well, I've seen one lad's uh, comment on Twitter in particular, he said he remembers looking round on Saturday. At, um, at the, the crowd around him at one point and he just looked and he, everyone just looked miserable and I think we were nil-nil at the time when he yeah. said this and I thought what 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 is going wrong at Goodison we've covered this in more depth on other podcasts haven't we and obviously if you're flying high in the league you'd expect things to be slightly different in terms of atmosphere and tempo but the Admittedly, there isn't much for Evertonians to shout about but what would it take for, to get that Goodison crowd going Joe Parkinson tackle in the middle of the bar in the middle of the area, that sort of thing. No, it's been stupid. It's clear what, what we need. It's, um, we're not going to get it anytime soon, but this club desperately needs to win a trophy. Absolutely. It, this is, I think this is, this is a clear link to not having done anything of any note for so long now that fans just see the game as... You know, when we used to go to match in the late 80s and you know watching there was a point to every game we're going to try and win the league this year right or we're going to look to win the cup and stuff you know and and I know people still think like that now but far too many fans have witnessed nothing for so long that going to game is just as ordinary as going shopping going to pick like you love the shop it's just like an ordinary thing there's no there's no hunger in the stands there's no desire you know if you compare the way Man United fans away from home act. I was, I'm always impressed by the way they support their team and all that. And if you look at the way we support our team away, great, but at home, it's just it's just we're we're as bereft of ideas off the pitch as we are on it. So basically, what you're trying to say, it's more like a, a chore, more like a chore going the match than having actual objectives and going the match just to see objectively Everton what are we going to achieve this season or what are we going to achieve in this 90 or so minutes rather than just turning up and you know oh, you know, I'm going to have a, a chang and a pie see me half fella or see me mates for a bit and then I'm going to get off back to my life and go back to Twitter and just have a rant yeah. about it whereas at Goodison there doesn't seem to be anyone ranting there doesn't seem no. to be anyone singing there doesn't seem to be anyone demanding it just seems to be very mundane yeah, there's not. I think Goodison's lost its character a little bit, mate. To be honest, I'm looking round, and you know the stuff that winds me up, like um, I don't know, a player wandering off McCarthy, you know, and he hasn't even bothered his ass to, to chase him back. Stuff like that, a misplaced pass, um, a, a ridiculous stuff like that that, that winds you up during the game. Oh, I'm looking round, mate, and it's nothing. Mm. The, 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 it's like I'm going, you sporting the same team as I am here. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm nothing. Uh, you know, go to it like everybody else, go to the match and all that, but I think, mate, it's like, it's like we're a dying breed, people who go to the match and react, 
people who don't do match and sing and on one because you you sing good so now and I don't give a shit what people say, but people turn around and look at you like I'm stood in the middle of a library. Yeah. This is the Gladys Street. You know, it's like I think it's just basically the type of people who come to match now. Um there's a lot of next scars and jumpers going on, mate, and it doesn't bolt for a, a you know, particularly passionate atmosphere. <laughs> That's like a prawn a prawn sandwich type rant. But I I'm not having a go. It's just you know, it's good that they come and support the team. But maybe come and actually support your team. Don't just sit there. Somewhat but I'm not blaming that on the performance, no way. Somewhat of a fashion motivated jar there. But Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I get what you're saying. That's why I wanted to know what it was like on Saturday, because I do think that people just turn up now and it's it's it, it's pretty lame, the effort on the pitch, the, the effort off the pitch, it's... It's like that bottle of pop that's still hanging around three weeks after Christmas, and it's yeah, gone, it's, it's gone. just... Don't get me wrong, you know, around Goodison, when there's a big game, the buzz is almost inc- that nice and great and uh, exciting. Like, you don't actually want to go in the ground because you're enjoying the build-up yeah. so much. Yeah. And then when you set foot in there, you go up the steps and you think, here we go, your ears are cars, and then that's it. You can literally hear a pin drop for the next Yeah, hour you're absolutely right, but though. In the pubs, different story, you know. I, I, I do believe, um, I mean, in terms of on the pitch, we're lacking, we're lacking someone who can get us going, someone who can throw a tackle in, someone who can, and I'm, I'm, as, as bad as this sounds, someone who can throw an head in or an elbow or leave a boot in, or do a bit of a bit of snide, yeah, bit of graft, but actually drag Everton out the shit. I do believe that we're lacking some of that now. I've got to give. I'm all, to I'm, all I'm all for. Hang on, you're talking over me already. <laughs> I'm all for you know Everton playing a better brand of football, which you're trying to adopt the past three or four seasons. Yeah, and I'm trying to cut that sort of ruggedness out of our game, shall we say? Um, but what what we sometimes lack in, in in passion nowadays in 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 years gone by it, it has won us points yeah or it's you know won us won us a game or it's 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 won us an advantage here and there or it's won an, uh, it's won the crowd over shall we say yeah you absolutely. know I'm not going to start talking about reminiscing about Phil Neville's Tim Cales and that Duncan Ferguson's those three players there. In terms of the, the the quality and talent that we've got within our squad now, I wouldn't say they come anywhere close. But yeah, in terms of the passion, the belief, the commitment, yeah, the physicality and the the ability to drag this team on, we lack that in abundance now. Yeah. I do feel like Luke, Romelu Lukaku is yeah. six foot twelve or something, <laughs> twenty seven stone, but you never really see him giving anyone a bad time, do you? But no, you know, not a mark on him. He's a great player. Ross Barkley, Gerard Delafoe, Kevin Morales, is this a guy? Gareth Barry, let's be honest, Gareth Barry's got a bit about him, but he's quite a mild-mannered man. Jack Elker, quietest captain we've ever had. Yeah. Seamus Coleman, Leighton Baines, I don't think Leighton Baines has ever reacted to anything in his life. No. And, you know, they're all quite unassuming. Timid. And all quite timid. And Ashley Williams is probably the one who's come in and impressed most and shown, basically shown how it's done, but... To be honest, Ashley Williams has got his fault as well. And I do feel that, you know, this overhaul that everyone's talking about, as much as I want to add glamour and glitz to it, I also want to add a bit of fucking... Yeah. A bit of an eyelash to it, if I'm being honest. And someone who can actually graft and put a foot in... Yeah. And has the ability to put the opposition on the back foot. 
Well, if you if you look, I think I think if you look at human signings, and there wasn't nearly enough of them, we can agree on that in the summer. Was that in signing Gay, who clearly was put himself about a bit, he has got something about him, and he was the only one who was trying his ass out there on on Saturday. And you look at Balassi, and it hasn't worked out for him just yet, but I'm still convinced it will. Uh, and and Ashley Williams. I think he tried to bring in some attitude as well. Do you know what I mean? After the, the them players have got something a bit more about them, then I think he knows this. This squad is is um, for want of a better word, erectile dysfunction. We, you know, we need a, <laughs> a better term. Even we, we, there's there's no balls out there. Well, put it this way: the three players you named, I've got a lot more about them. Yeah. seasoned players at Everton which I could mention the likes of McCarthy and I'll ask Delafoe yeah. Delafoe I can, I can rapidly see the exit door for him to be honest to go to some park but that's you know we'll come to that later yeah. but I do agree with that you get the signings he's made Balassi brings a bit of vigour confidence and ability going forward admittedly hasn't been worked out as yet no. you, what do you say there Gay has got a confidence about him Ability to throw a tackle in, but he's in the most physical presence in there. But has he got more than James McCarthy and Mo Bezic, Darren Gibson? Yeah, he has. Put and together he's shown and that more. within 12 games. Ashley Williams, uh, well ahead of Romero, Funes Mori, and Jagielka all day, all day now. You'd yeah. say he'd be one of the first on the team sheet. But you know, you, you could go back to front and again without mentioning all of the names, you could even look at the keeper. Coleman scored on Saturday, but he's very. No. It's not. He's underperformed for ages. I will. I will say without. Comp- I think Holgate's got a lot more about him than Coleman has. Uh, I don't know what. I know he scored, and people are going to say, "Well, you, you, you're never happy and all that." But let's be honest. It's not the same as Coleman that we know and love, or we used to know and love. You know, he's just. I don't know. He's, the, the, these players are fast becoming non-entities. So in front of A couple of Evertonians said, "Mark on Saturday." Um, what I saw there was a lot of Everton players who, you know, three, four, five years ago were really cutting trust the Premier League and household names mm. who are now just drifting away. And ultimately, someone else said as well, you know, you can take a lot from what our fans say, and I agree. Yeah. And the way it turned with Tim Howard, the way it turned with Tim Cale, don't forget. Yeah, he, he was shanked for two years. Never done nothing. Look at Jag Elkin now, people questioning his fitness, his weight, his, he's given away three penalties in three games or something, he, yeah. he just looks a shadow of himself, but I'm not writing him off completely because of that, but these but players, players you, you, you need for it to turn, yeah, yeah, and Baines has come back in, let's be honest, on Saturday he didn't do, do very much wrong, he didn't do much right, he's not the player that he once was five years ago, when he linking up with Stephen Pienaar, he's had injuries, look what happened with Pienaar, he got injuries, Coasted out the team, drifted into the wilderness, gone. Yeah. And I just think the likes of Brendan Galloway, the likes of Luke Garbutt, Mason Holgate, Tom Davis, John Joe Kenny, players like that. Um, Liam Walsh, should we keep Liam Walsh, Kieran Dow. Yeah. There's no reason why these shouldn't be hot on the heels now and pushing because come January, rapid changes. We need to see wholesale changes. Looking at that, yeah, absolutely. Looking at that first half in particular. Would it have been any great loss to have put Tom Davis in instead of James McCarthy? Would it? Would you have even noticed? Well, you would have noticed, absolutely, you'd have noticed. A very good player on the ball, playing, you know, getting on the ball and looking to affect the game. Would it, I just don't get Cumin's logic. He clearly doesn't fancy McCarthy. Um, he clearly, you know, I just don't, I'm not saying... 
in light in the lack of new signings to come in and give this team an energy boost that it badly needs, then for goodness sake, just get rid of the driftwood and start playing the, the youngsters who were who were sweeping all beside them. Because it, it automatically re revitalizes. Absolutely, yeah. Two players, one player, and you know, even the likes of we're talking about. I remember the crowd getting up because Danny Kadamatri was making his debut. You know, this is a player who ultimately played out his football in League One. But even then, Michael Brand stuff like that. You know, the crowd gets up, and they want to see it just do something, anything rather than this horrible sort of nothingness that we're now having to having to chew on. It's well, nothing, you know. Look back to the last game of last season when Martinez went, which automatically gave everyone a lift, but. If you yeah. had two or three of them in, didn't he? Uh, John Royal and Unsworth, last game of the season. Davis. Let's be honest, David, David Unsworth's doing really well with that young side. So they've got to be knocking on the door, but we were saying this six weeks ago, and we'll probably be saying it in another six weeks, yeah. and then we'll be linked with another 60 players. So I don't know whether we're going round in circles, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I, after, after Davis' his, his cameo against Chelsea, Mark, I did expect him to be in the side alongside Gay. But I just don't think he fan he didn't fancy it, did he? He's obviously put James McCarthy in who offers nothing. It, it was, you know, let's have it right, McCarthy had a very good first season, absolutely. But has, has now become, again, a player. It's like, I, I don't know, he's like a mannequin. I've, I just watch him, he doesn't, he doesn't get near the ball, he doesn't, affect, he doesn't get on the ball, he doesn't close it down, he doesn't, doesn't create problems for anyone, he doesn't make movements, I just don't know what he is. It's just yeah. all, all huff and no puff and... You never really see him positive. Absolutely, it was absolutely. The game. It was a horrible performance for him on Saturday. Horrible. Yeah. I don't think he even touched the ball. Ma times. Imagine him picking the ball up and driving on and having a go at goal. Yeah. Imagine that though happening. Picking just try. I yeah. mean, what is he? Has he? And these players are lacking mental strength on the Saturday. You know, they're, they're quite happy to sulk and and not go their way. I think humans washed his hands off about four or five of them straight away. But he's got no option but to play them because. You know, we had such a, an underwhelming transfer window in August. Because he's just stuck. He's just stuck in He's that. landlocked. So, <laughs> with, pretty, with, with shite. Pretty much, but, you know, he, he seems keen that he's going to bring players in in January. We'll he absolutely seems keen, doesn't he? You know, it's like, he can't wait for that uh, for that green light to, to come on that window, I think. It's just to... Because I think he's... I think, he, in a way, he's trying to say... But he's not doing himself any favours sometimes with his comments, but I think in a way he's trying to say, look, this really isn't my team. Yeah. You know, he hasn't had that much of an you know, he's signed three play four players. But the, nowhere the, near enough. But the um the comparison which I've been making and I'm not the only one to make this, but you know it doesn't sit well with me actually mentioning them, but look at Liverpool when Klopp arrived in the October. Yeah. When Rogers was sacked and um Liverpool were going nowhere, you know what I mean? And that season they went nowhere. I think they finished seventh, didn't they? Under Klopp. And some absolutely horrible results. Yeah, they away did. From home. You know, we, we were laughing at them at some point, but the only thing is we finished four places below them in 11th place, so we, you know, we couldn't really say anything. But yeah. that example I'm using is because Klopp came in and it was only until the January that he could start making moves yeah. inwards and outwards. Yeah. Following summer, good pre season behind them bringing more inwards-outwards players, getting yeah. them to play to his style, getting them to work to his mentality. And Liverpool are reaping the rewards. And, you know, yeah. as, as much as, you know, as, as, as unbiased I'm trying to be, and that, that, yeah. 
that's the that's what I'm hoping will happen with Ronald Koeman. Honestly, that is what I'm hoping will happen. He'll come in. I'm not saying at home we finish seventh, but I think we need to be realistic and we'll finish between probably seventh or tenth. And then come January next summer. Again, we build, and I know I've said this time yeah, and time yeah. again, but it's clearly evident that we need to. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly evident that you, I could stand here now and you could mark a name, probably 10 players that you'd get yeah. rid of right now. No problem. Who we wouldn't miss. So that itself is a huge transition, and people have spoken about our squad in recent years, but it's evident that it's, it's threadbare. Yeah. It's lacking in quality, it's lacking in balls, it's lacking of personality, it's That's... lacking in players who want to win. With a winner mentality, yeah, and that's going to take time to change. Absolutely, personality is the big one there. If you ask me, absolutely personality. There's just no, there's no scruff of the net type players who want to, who want to say this isn't good enough. You know, where was someone in that first half? Can you imagine um, the likes of Peter Reid and and players of that ilk putting up with a, a first half performance like that? You know, if we're talking back to it, I was just so disappointed that first twenty minutes where where it should have been chasing down Harry and. Forcing corners, the stuff like that, you know, that the people want to see that, that you want to make up for what was an absolute collapse at Chelsea. You know, that was the that's the best way I can describe that. Well, look at the West Ham game, Mark. Similar thing happened. West Ham come out the blocks, didn't they? Possession, yeah. chances. Only when we eventually settled down, we got our noses in front, didn't we? Yeah, we scored in the first half, didn't we? Yeah. Is that right? And then Barkley scored in the second half. That's right. You? Similarly on Saturday, but then we found ourselves behind, and to be honest, Swansea probably deserved it, you know what I mean? Yeah. We had a couple of chances, Lukaku went close to need a ball ricocheted off him, yeah. Balassi had that chance, um, and but you know, at the same breath, I think Swansea was it, Amat, Amat had that the header head. from the corner, which it would have been harder to, to miss, to be honest, and he did Glanced miss thankfully, but you know... Lo and behold, we find ourselves one behind through Gilfie Sigurdsson and Jag Elka. To be honest, there was question marks about the penalty, but I think it just it represented it. It summed up Jag Elka's performance so yeah. far this season. Just uh, nonchalant defending, just like yeah, slovenly, like dope, dopey. Yeah, you know the guy was the thing was going to go and shoot, wasn't he on on site? And it was just clumsy. It never. It looked like a penalty just for the way Jag Elka's. Body position and everything. It was, you know, I don't know. It was just didn't. It was. There was no way he wasn't going to give it. It was, you know, you're not giving the, the referee any options of going in like that. He's basically slalom, slalom his way through our defence, and a few tackles went in. He done well, didn't he? And he could have released a shot in the end, and he got brought down, and that yeah. was it. We're one 0 down, but the heads go down. There was no reaction. Ronald Koeman comes and says, "I wasn't happy at half time." Well, you know. Neither was 40,000 Evertonians no. and all of us that were watching at home as well. And it was disgusting in the stand, like, you know, it was just like, what the fuck, what's going on here? Like, you know, no one, nobody implodes like we do, do we? You know, no one, no one flatters to deceive as much as we do, you know, no one, it's just, it's so disappointing when you, you think of the quality on that pitch. I do think it got its, I think Cumin just needs to, to, to sort of just give the players who, who want the ball, give them game time now, I don't know. I don't know, I don't have been a fan of his in the past, but it, you know, didn't really contribute shite. much. He was shite. He was shite. You know, they, they were all so shite. It was only Gary Gay who. Who can hold the, the, the rest of them? Four out of ten. Gary Gay, maybe six. You know, it was seven even. He was great, but. I don't know. This, this, we're just happy to be sorry for ourselves, and that's what Everton needs to change, you know. It was. 
you know, that first half, it couldn't have been more Everton, could it? You know, it was just, and that's shit. We need to get out of that. You know, we need to, and, um, we need to stop that way of thinking ourselves. Saying, oh, no, 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 we're just that, you know. We're just having these shit things happen. Even Everton though also on you know. paper that's an absolute banker of a home win and a, hot, a comfortable home win, and every single person I spoke to thought, yeah, we will. But you just can't. If anyone's going to come and get a point, you'll get it at Goodison. That's where we'll yeah. never be. Until that changes, that's when we'll never become a yeah. top side. Until no. that changes. Well, I end up thinking with Everton, who the hell do we beat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. We. we we absolutely struggle against the worst teams in the league. And the Premier League's pretty poor this year, I think, yeah. quality-wise. But, you know, where, where we should be really standing out amongst the top six. Not, yeah. not the top four, that's a close shot, but the top six. And it's like, we're just, again, you know, there's nobody busting a gut to try and make a difference and get up that table and, and, and start saying, oh, you know, well, Everton, this is a new Everton. There's, there's, you know, it's, it's just, there's too many players there entrenched in mediocrity. We need... You know, I think Kim is going to bring in a shitload in January. I really do. I, I mean, the, the signs of it, January is notoriously difficult to do business. But if, surely with the, the targets identified last summer and we missed a boat on a few and Steve Walsh working behind the scenes, then surely, you know, January could be a real window of opportunity, you yeah. know, so to speak, just... To really bring in players, and you may see a couple of players, players just disappear off the radar. Yeah. Next, next somebody might move on. It may be the last time you see the likes of James McCarthy play for Everton. It might be the last time you see the likes of Jared Delafoe get a run of games. It just, yeah. honestly, these players may get moved on, and ultimately we have to put um, what's the word where you like you're attached to like people who oh, sentimentality, sentimentality, yeah. yeah. No sentimentality with this at all. Even Stecklenberg, because he had a world-class game against Man City. For me, he's been pissed poor since. Yeah. Get him out the door, honestly. Yeah. If we can get a better keeper in, the likes of it, if we can get a better right-back or Mason Hallgate can do better than Seamus Coleman, I don't care if we bought him for 60 grand. Because he's looking at a 60 grand player now. Honestly, Leighton Baines, and I never thought I'd say that about these players, but every player has an expiry date, and every player, and if Koeman's only in for three or four years, we may see a lot of these players move on. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. Because we want change. We want silverware. We want to get back to the European places. We don't want drab shites, 1-1 one, one draws at home to Swansea with everybody clapping at them. I mean, there was people clapping at the end. I mean, what the fuck's that? What's that? Well, we, we obviously, second half, we came out we the want, blocks, but it yeah. should not take. No. 45 minutes to come out the blocks. You should have out the blocks in minute one. Expect. Where we're saying to everybody, I'm sorry for Chelsea, I'm sorry for that. Should have been all over that performance in the first half, and it was nowhere. We'll put that result to bed, and mm. we'll show you that we want to put it to bed in front of an expectant, freezing cold Goodison crowd. Yeah. There's no. We, we, we criticised the atmosphere and what have you. Um, but there was no reason for us. Uh, I wasn't there, sorry. No. Just saying, there's no reason for Evertonians to get be getting shouting about it. But it, it, I just think one sort of calculates the other. It, it, it was absolutely. It, it, it makes for it makes for just simplicity and, and expectancy in yeah. the end. And then finally, we were relieved to get a point. But uh, a point against Swansea quite embarrassing when you you're celebrating that. And then I'm thinking. 
oh, we could rally you and get a late winner. Absolute scenes, but yeah. when was the last time that happened? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, honestly, I can't remember. I think back at Jelovic, which everyone remembers, yeah. you know, two goals in a minute against Tottenham. Um, but uh, I think Peanut scored the first one, actually, yeah. Um, but that, apart from that, mate, never. You're, never. Asking, you're asking for impossibilities, <laughs> aren't you? There's just point? not that character on the pitch. No. To do that sort of thing, you know, that's, we, we, as much as we were glad to get rid of some of them players, we lost a lot of character with them as well, didn't we? You know, from the, the Moyes, <laughs> Moyes is looking hopelessly out of his depth. Every, I know they won on Saturday, um, but but what he did bring to that Everton was a bit of Everton. You know, he bottled a lot, and I'm not I'm not singing his praises, no chance. But um, there was that that fighting spirit in every game that we played. You know, there was yeah. you know we never went down easily to anyone apart from Arsenal 7 no. but uh, you know that was that was evident in every home game no one got an easy game of Goodison did they it's one thing you can say is that even against the best teams they, they had to fight I'd just love us to find that level of consistency and the early season positivity has definitely drifted and you know that, that knowledge yeah. result in the League Cup I don't think that helped us it seemed to knock, have a knock on effect and since then we've been up and down We've won one, we've drawn one, we've lost one. And I think last conversation I had with you, we said it's going to probably be a season like that. Yeah. But we need to we need to stick in that top seven, top seven or eight or so because you can see if you if you don't win, how you can get dragged away from it. Because Tottenham, yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, United, they will win. They will pick up results. I know our United is down there at the moment, but look, Watford are on our tails. You know what I mean? You look bomb now. <laughs> These are the sides like the last couple of seasons where we were with the Stokes, the West Broms, the Crystal Palaces, we were thinking the Swansea's, what are we doing with these here? And now we're with another lot. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and the best of the rest you need to you need to keep and don't get me wrong, a, a victory against Southampton or a point against United maybe would would yeah. see you back bounce back up a little bit. They're the small margins, but the longer the seasons go on and the, the more you drop points against the likes of Swansea mm. and, you know, you're, yeah. you're disappointing Friday no, night game against Crystal Palace. Turn them into wins, that's the difference between doing something and, and just coasting. Yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's it just makes playing, it, it puts more dependency on getting a result against the bigger teams when you don't pick up points at home to Swansea, you know. That should be three now, no problem with all that all day long. So it just puts more pressure on the big games where we inevitably fall down and then that's how you end up drifting into into mid table, you know. It's just, yeah. it's, and this is supposed to be a brand new era. This is this isn't supposed to be more of the same. Yeah. You know, so it's that's that's the thing, innit? People are expecting different but they're not seeing it. And that's it, and you know, it's it's hard not to get frustrated that it's it's hard for not to to want to see instant impact, but yeah. There's only so much impact a manager can have, and I think he said, you know, the players have blamed everyone else but them. Each other. I do really think that there's a lot of players there who were probably just expecting to be moved on in the end, and they just wanna, they don't wanna go above and beyond whilst the small town are there. They just wanna pick up the wages and carry on. Yeah. Because ultimately, we're never gonna get relegated. We're never gonna win the league at the moment, mm -hmm. anyway. And. You're right. They can just carry on playing the trade and, and wearing that royal blue shirt and then, you know... Yeah, seeing out the contract. and, and Seeing out the contract, yeah, but it's it's also... Uh, but Cayman's talk about the transfer window has yeah. grown and grown and grown, honestly. You know, oh, but it's, 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 it tells its own story. So, 
that was the Swansea game, I think. Yeah. Coleman's looping head, I wish we had to mention that. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not. Just looped in. We're not match analysers, everyone's seen the game, but we're just giving an opinion round. Absolutely. Um, We're not going to talk about every chance and every (laughs) minute, because it's not a match report, it's it's an overview, isn't it? And the week before, sorry, the fortnight before, um, (laughs) God. Right. It was 5-0, but I think we need to spend about five seconds talking about it, don't we? Because it was an absolute atrocity. Horror show, quite quickly. I've never been that scared since uh, my asshole dad put us in front of Nightmare on Elm Street when I was five years old. Alright, well, we'll leave it at that. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about uh, Chelsea neither, so... I was petrified. So there's been a lot made about um, Everton in the press recently as well, about Ronald Koeman, his comments yeah. about Lukaku... Essentially moving on to better himself. Yeah. Also comments about uh, Liverpool winning the league, which he did kind of clarify last week at the, the audience night. He's also talking about Memphis Depay and Wayne Rooney. There's yeah. been an awful lot, hasn't there, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, what, he spoke a lot, hasn't he? Rather than going about each comment in detail, what's your overview of him and in, in the way he expresses himself? Are you a fan of that? Or? Yeah, I think I am. I don't think he gives a monkey's what anybody thinks about his opinion. I think he'll just say it as he as he sees it. Like we have to remember the guy is not an Evertonian. He's here to, to, to get results for Everton, absolutely, and, and, and get, get on the pitch. But his opinions... I uh, just that there is opinions, you know. He's a, he's not a, a biased blue who suddenly turned uh, into into um, uh, loving Liverpool and stuff like that. He's just saying it as he sees it, isn't he? And you got to admire that. We've had far too many managers in the past. Typically, the last one he was just uh, blowing smoke about ass. The guy he's just telling what's on his mind. He doesn't give a doesn't filter it. Doesn't give a monkey's what people thinks about it. I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. In, in some respects, he needs to lay off the Liverpool talk, maybe. And Lukaku, I think, actually, you know, I'm sure he came out, didn't he, you know, on a counter-productive and said it was just, said he was good enough to play for Barcelona and stuff. I'm not sure, based on that first half performance, he would be. But um, I think I can, I can, I'll quite happily buy that as out of context. Okay. Yeah. But the guy clearly speaks what he thinks, and I think we've all been waiting for that, so why are we moaning about it now? I mean, yeah, the Liverpool thing's bad. But, you know. Memphis to pie? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> just, I'm just getting Jasper Blanc first type flashbacks. Yeah, is he a good player? Yeah, and Concuman. He knows all about him, he's weird with him. No, I don't, but he's not really done anything for United, has he, at all? So it's another, yet another United sort of cast off who, who we're getting. You've got to trust Cumin's judgment, mate. If he thinks he can improve us, then yeah. But it's, yet again, another player who's languishing, doing nothing at United. Sorry, um, sorry if you're listening, Mourinho. We're <laughs> talking about one of your players. <laughs> you said it was disrespectful, didn't you? Yeah. Um, did, did he stretch it as far as podcasts? Yeah, he said he's a big fan. Apparently, he's <laughs> there with a glass of bread, listening to us two chat shit. But he's probably our only listener. Um, yeah. Memphis Depay. Honest opinion, do we need another flamboyant winger with a, a, a lot to say and a lot to do, but not a lot of talent? I don't think so, because we've got a couple of them already. And I think, um, but, <laughs> I'm then not a Premier that's... League manager, and I've not previously managed them, so if Ronald Koeman, seems who seems very keen, by the way, on this player... Um, and Everton tweeting about the pay, yeah. um, starting for Holland was none too subtle either. Um, I think he's already signed, to be honest with you. They don't normally tweet about players who are not their own. Um, but, you know, 
If he comes in, you may never see Gerard Delafoe ever again. Well, I think that's exactly the point, mate. I think he doesn't fancy Morales or Delafoe. They've let him, they have let him down big time, to be honest with you. He's given them more than enough opportunity to, to, to do it, and they've just been both. I'd be amazed if they mustered two, two assists between them. I'd love to judge Delafoe over a 90 minute, see if he could actually run an actual game. So if they start him on Sunday against Southampton, I'd love to just see how he gets on because I don't feel like I've seen him play a, a yeah. long game and a good game for years, honestly, and I mean that. Yeah. I really feel, I know he's played 90 minutes, but no, I don't think he has, but he's played, he started games this season and he's come on and contributed, but when was the last time he scored a goal, got an assist? I know. Really stuck out in was, When was the last time you sung his name? There was a game against Stoke at home where, where Martinez's first season where I think we won 4 0 Boxing Day, I think around that time. And he was absolutely different class, world class in fact. I thought he was amazing. But he just again, is it mental strength, is it is it what whatever, rests on his laurels, just doesn't kick on. Same with Ross Barkley. You know, we all made up with his West Ham and everyone singing. Absolutely vanished into thin air at Stamford Bridge when the going got tough. You know, it's, you just want these players to add that mental Strength, well, that's, what, that's what I mean. I'm thinking when we said earlier about personalities and that. How hard is it to throw on a shirt and go out there? I don't care who I'm playing against. I'm playing yeah. in this club who I've signed for and I'm going to have a real go here today. And if, if, if the going gets tough, I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to drag me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to go out. But there's no determination, which is amazing given the, the money they pick up. You know, you know watching. In an area, you know, of hard-working scouts, you, you know, it's not really, you know, going well. You know, going down too well, is it? You know, we're watching players who can't be asked to 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 play football for ninety minutes. Difference is, Mark. Um, for the past ten to twelve years, there's been a lot of players like that at Everton who've been found out and shipped yeah. out, and it's your players who graft and who are willing to give up their all for the shirt that are the ones that are remembered. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. as much as I love the glamour player, the quality, the skills, the tricks and the added dimension to people's games, you can only coast you can only blag it so much. Yeah. You can only blag it so people, much. You compare like Olivier Dacor and Joe Parkinson, no one remembers Dacor anymore. The only one the only ones this season for me, Mark, who I think at the moment who deserve any credit from me and you? Yeah. Would be Lukaku. Yeah. Just a guy. Gareth Barry, and Ashley Williams. Yeah. And that's four players out of what you could say twenty-four. Easy, no problem. Yeah. Easy. Who who who've actually made an impression? And and I've I've got to admit, there's been times when Guy, Williams, Barry, Lukaku have done my head in. Yeah. But they're the ones. Such a minority of a Premier League squad. Yeah. And look at the, some of the names on that team sheet. People talk about having the best squad for years. Well, I said, Only 18 months ago. Look yeah. at us now. I said to you when I walked into that club shop in pre-season, I was getting my lads there, okay, and I was looking on the back wall there and it said, you know, they were displaying all the shirts and Barkley and Mead and Lukaku, Delphoe, Morales, and, and the list goes on, and Balassi. I'm thinking, just what's stopping this team this season? With that talent going forward, their application and their desire to make a difference at that end has been woeful. You know, Balassi does more in one awful Rabona than, than Delafoe has done all season. You know, same for Morales, who's, who's 
Is it, it really is writing checks as his ego is writing checks his performances can't cash. Is it the badge on the shirt that's holding them back? No, is it shit? Is it is it because I play for Everton so I don't really have to try? Mate, I don't know if it is. That's an extremely poor attitude. You know, I um, have zero motivation to go to my work. I don't have any passion for the company that I work for, but I still go down there and work uh, for eight hours a day. You know, hard as you like, but it's. You know, for 90 minutes, you're not asking a lot. And these, you know, these players have a duty really to, to turn up and put on a show. You're not always going to play well, we all know that. But to put an effort in, because, you know, at the end of the week, fans have it hard, you know, work's hard, life's hard and stuff. You, you deserve Everton to turn up and give it their all. I don't think they were anywhere near that uh, on Saturday. Just yeah, I, yeah. I told you we were working class heroes. We were working class heroes. Well, I, I, get, to get, I, it in. I get what you're saying, though. You know, and people might think find this a bit serious. This kind of talk and a bit downbeat, but ultimately, um, when you watch Everton for so many years and you see thousands of players come and go, you can only judge what's in front of you at the moment. Yeah. There's a lot of people there who are just not simply not good enough. No, no matter what they put on the social media about come on, you blues and all this absolute crap. I would rather them do the talking on the day. And I, I would honestly say that them four players I've just mentioned are the only ones who I think deserve a bit of credit this season. Yeah. And I, as much as people have turned, well, not, you know, some people haven't turned, they're just critical of Koeman or what have you. I, I'm finding it hard to be critical of Koeman because yeah. I know what these players and a lot of them are capable of or could be capable of if they wanted to be. But ultimately, I think a lot of them are just going to coast the way out the door. And I'm excited to see what Koeman can do in the next 18 months to bring his own personnel in, to adapt this team, change formations, change our ways, change the mentality, and yeah. see some personality back in this side. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Totally couldn't agree more. Someone made a good point about uh, today, what we can, you know, to mention it, but we are still mopping up the mess left from Roberto Martinez. Yeah. And that is not just a mess in... And where we finished in the league, there's clearly a lot gone on there behind the scenes. That and and the players' mentality is weak. You know, there's just I don't know. A lot of damage seems to have been done that that hasn't been mopped up yet. You know, really, it's going to take a few windows to 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 get rid of it. It's just there's there's just no hunger. That's what I say. There's no Within hunger the supporters on the team. as well, though. Yeah, both, yeah, both. Yeah. But the, but the team now has to pick the supporters up. We you know we can't win trophies. We're only going to react to what we see on the pitch and it's down to the players. Well, Ashley Williams there has said um, that in one of the papers today that the, the players are going to have a meeting to discuss their inconsistency. Um, yeah. Now, that that is maybe what is needed, you know. Well, yeah. A bit of a crisis talk, but whether or not we see a reaction from that because we expected to see a reaction on Saturday from what had happened a fortnight before. It, I, I don't know about you, from, from bonfire night... Yeah, I didn't really want to talk about Everton. I didn't really want to tweet. I didn't want to do no, any. I was not conversation. Any, that, that's why we haven't done one of these. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we can't do them all the time anyway. Obviously, but yeah, uh, it, never. If I was playing for that club earning eighty grand a week, I would have wanted to fucking sit in a bunker and come yeah. out on Saturday, all guns blazing, throwing a tackle in, throwing me head in, and you know, yeah. going, going. Going for a, a weak side, one of the weakest sides. In fact, that's the weakest Swansea side I've ever seen come to Goodison since they've come up. They always give a good account of themselves. With the weakest manager, yeah. the weakest crop of players, 
lo and behold, they, they want to, they nearly beat us. Yeah. They nearly beat us. Which is shocking. So, Shameful. I don't know what's going on there, but a lot of it well, I, and down why to went that players' meeting for me should have took place right after the Chelsea game. Yeah. I'm not sure why we're waiting for a, a, a draw with Swansea to, for that. What, what happened in the last two weeks, you know? That, 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 that meeting should have took on, you know. And basically, that meeting should have happened straight after the, the Chelsea game. Well, know? they've all gone on their international breaks, though, then, haven't they? In the fancy hotel. Yeah, down in absolutely. But we've. Um, as with every podcast that we do, we try to have a humorous a twist in me because we thought we, you know, we study a lot of negativity. Slit wrists and slit wrists and you know, talking about mentality and depression and bad yeah. atmospheres and players not wearing the wages. <laughs> Pretty much every time we do a podcast, to be honest. But we thought we'd ask the fans, what do you do? Yeah. About about basically to, 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 to sort of drown out Everton ruining yet another weekend. How do you cope with that with that defeat? Yeah, copious oh. amounts of wine. Um, Who said that? Hang on, let me get That was me, wasn't it? I think that, that's you. That's, that doesn't that matter. That's me right? every night, you know what I mean? You know, since we got beat by Chelsea. I think I've, 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 I've kept the... Uh... Well, Steve Lyad makes a good point. He just says that um, basically dream that what's been promised by Machiri comes true in the fullness of time. Okay. I actually okay. believe with that, you know. Yeah. Um, Evertonian uh, aims put um, avoid football like the plague, no match of the day, no goals on Sunday, no talk shite, no skateboards news, no live football. Yeah, he sounds like me, our fella. That's me as well, I complete yeah. blackouts, media blackouts. Um, and uh, Ian Lynch has put drink copious amounts of wine, you'd be, two be great uh, together. Yeah. Um, I do that when we win as well. To <laughs> and it also mocks he's just put in drop kick the cat. Yeah. Well, you know, poor cat. RSPCA, Good job he's got nine lives with the season we're having. <laughs> I think Evertonians need like nine lives, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely, mate. But no. yeah, as ever, we try and bring a humorous twist to it. We haven't really laughed much, have we? I think it's the no, only time I've well. been in a room with you and you've not done your big girly laugh. No, no, I haven't. Affected by the weather, I think, today, mate. Oh, just, we haven't really talked about your love life. That's no, we haven't, mate. No, no it's going to be... It's a bit like the weather at the moment, is it? Yeah, there's a girl out there. She knows who she is, but it's not It's not happening just at the moment. But, you know, it's one of them. Um, <laughs> that I had to get that out, I don't know why. But it's like a desperate <laughs> plea, mate. I'll be walking, walking around the... So anyway, Asking next up on the next. Samaritans hotline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, I want to be positive about Everton. About my love life as well, if that would well, be okay. But, you know, fuck that now. Let's talk about Everton. But, uh, it, is, it is difficult. And, you know, let's be honest. I would like to think this season I've been a lot more upbeat. And you have. I've been, I think yeah, you've been yeah. changing, you know, especially the off-field developments. I, I just lose followers every time uh, you know I start moaning about Everton and stuff like that. But but you've got every, the thing is everyone's got every right to moan. Yeah. The, the, what that guy, that first fellow who's replied there to you said about dreaming that the promises machinery made comes through. I do think that when you do sit down and think about perspective, you do have to consider all things and think eventually it will come good on the field and off it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the likes of me and you, Mark, we're not getting any younger. We've seen it all no. before. We've heard it all before, unfortunately. Maybe but some we, of the off-field stuff to not to this extent, but... Listen, we have to, we have to really sorry, um, understand or hope 
the 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 fire and Shirley's belly about making this club great again as a space as our as our love for the club. You know, we have to that fella is spot on. We have to that's our comfort blanket right now. Without that, there's just absolutely no hope, is that you know, of ever doing that. So but at the back of every Evertonian's mind is that just maybe something magical is going on behind the scenes. You know it's not obvious with with idiots left, right and centre on the board, but I'm not gonna go into that. But um hopefully there's a long term plan in place even short term as well, where where we're going to see the club really progress off the pitch, which is you know ultimately going to allow us to progress on. Well, Mashiri came on Talksport, didn't he? And I know you yeah. know that particular radio station is a is oh. a bit of an issue, but there's you know sides, yeah. He went on there, and you know I'm not going to refuse to talk about the interview because it was with Jim White or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't do give interviews with anyone else for some reason, and Jim White works for Sky and Talksport, so. Yeah. Well, Talksport's owned by Sky anyway, blah, blah. Yeah. But he went on there and he said, didn't he? He was at the Chelsea game and he was with Jim White and Usmanov and he had agreed to go on. And I've got to admit, I was largely taken aback by his enthusiasm for Everton, his knowledge um, of, yeah. of, the, of the, the club. Um, I mean, he would not have a knowledge of the club, but you know what I mean? Some people come in and buy into clubs, they don't know nothing to do and They've got no interest. Yeah, and you can tell in the voice that. But I, I thought there was a genuine enthusiasm and a genuine care from him there, and uh, the way, a real, a real passion. And he talked openly, named players, didn't he? About Koulibaly, about um, yeah, Luis Perez, is it? That Luis Perez from Arsenal. He talked openly about these players, Musa Sissoko, and he just said, "Look, you know, we we were in for them." Terms agreed, but unfortunately, we missed the boat because such and such wanted this, or they wanted that, or they decided to move elsewhere. So, you're right, he was his, trying to say. His point was, we'd done what we could um, in terms of backing the manager, and, and a line that stuck with me is my job is to hire and fire a manager, and Ronald Koeman's in charge the moment and it's it's our responsibility to back that manager yeah and then he said Koeman's Koeman he does what he wants and I thought well yeah he given the ammunition now is the time the summer was the starting blocks yeah January is the mid race and next summer is the real foundation the, the big one give him the ammunition then to take this club forward and in the meantime yeah Farhad and Ken Wright and co uh, are obviously agreeing the terms on the stadium yeah, Which, so that's what we've got to hope for. And then ultimately, results like that are going to be a thing of the past. Exactly. So we have to, like, you know, I'm, I'm, that's the only thing that's stopping me from going Martin and Stoke to, you know, level insanity. <laughs> is that, that, is that yeah. we have this comfort blanket of, of, of an investor behind us who wants to push us on. And, you know, we've just got to hope now. I think some good news is needed now on the stadium front, to be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah without a doubt. We, we, we do need a lift. Don't get me wrong, a couple more defeats, a couple more wins and a couple more draws from now till Christmas. We'll be, we'll be still saying the same things here in January, yeah. Mark. You know, we'll, we will be. But in terms of what we were saying two Januarys ago, I'm a lot, I, I, think, I think we're a few more steps ahead. Yeah. Definitely infrastructure-wise, off the pitch. On the pitch, I do believe that. Lukaku may move on next summer and people may think he's irreplaceable, but people may have said the same about every other Everton striker. Yeah. The club moves on, we've got more money now, things will happen, and it's going to be positive change. That's, that's the notion that I'm tapping into and believing at the moment, and it's been very hard to do that the past, I don't know, 15 years, shall we totally say, thing. whatever, even yeah. beyond that. 
but I, I, that's that's the notion that I'm believing in and the mentality I'm trying to have. But it doesn't, don't get me wrong, that takes nothing away from the fact that we should be beating Swansea City because it's a bath on a Saturday afternoon. Well, I think that's part of the, you know, that was why you got Koeman in to, to sort of, to, to, to get us to, 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 to get us a good foundation. This was obviously going to be more than just one window to fix the mess that was left behind. So it's kind of fallen a little bit by the wayside with results like that and going on to League Cup and stuff. Because I think that's why you got Koeman in to sort of, you know, beat teams who be competing. You know, like, what's well, not part of them. Do you know what I mean? Beat teams who be should be beating is what I'm trying don't to make say. It, don't make it acceptable to carry on losing to sides like Norwich, yeah. to Bournemouth. Exactly. So it's gone west a few times. We're still unbeaten at home, if that's a, a pathetic you know, aim at trying to be positive. But we are still unbeaten at home, but it's one of them, isn't it? You know, we, we, deserve, we should be winning that game, no problem. We should be, and I think in time it, it will come, Mark. I do think in time it will come. We we We're all still know aging patience. No, we all know it's unacceptable to not be beating Swansea City, but at the same breath, I think it's unacceptable to be losing your marbles about it as well, because there's things going on and in yeah. the background which I do believe we need to be put. But I sound like a broken record when I say a lot of that, but I do have a lot of faith in the ground set up. A lot more faith than I've had. Since I've been bored, to be honest, the the, the backroom setup, yeah, uh, and and Cumin himself, um, if it's all right with you, I'll just have a couple of words on the the night with him last week. Yeah, of course. Which I, I haven't really caught up with you about. Um, I put some things on Twitter, but yeah. Um, as a starting point, you know, I was very lucky to go. I've never never been to any of them things before with the club. Uh, no. You know, clubs, club events, and you know, me and my half fellow went. I mean, I was blown away how, how really well organised it was and yeah. everything like that. And, you know, it's something I'm not really used to growing up. Yeah. I'm more like your chips and curry kind of like <laughs> outside the spell type. <laughs> but it was very, it was, it was all suits and everything, but guest, guest list and all that. And, you know, <laughs> free chang on arrival. <laughs> God, which made can't get rid of it, can it? It tasted nice in the bottle, you know. Really? Whole bottle, right. It must have been in the freezer for a week. Yeah. It was. It tasted all right, and uh, I was. Yeah. I had. A, I think I had three bottles of it. Um, Beautiful. But it was. Re- it, it was really well organised event by the club. Obviously, it's not yeah. cheap, so you'd expect it to be. But it was down at the Titanic Hotel, on a uh, Barry Heritage Market, which is a lovely, a lovely venue as well. By the way, um, maybe you could take one of your dates there, Mark. Overtime tomorrow. <laughs> for but uh, yeah, it was really good, and obviously it was an audience with Ronald Koeman, and uh, as my fella said, if it was Moyes or if it was Martinez, we wouldn't have gone, but it's Ronald Koeman, yeah. and we made the effort and went, and it, it didn't fail. Um, he spoke about his playing career, he spoke about his managerial career, and it was very interesting. It wasn't the longest night, you know, don't get me wrong, he came on in snippets in between courses, but he was he was just like everyone else in the room, he was having his three-course meal, wine. Yeah. And he was sitting on a table with, with you know, his, I think his brother was there. There was, weirdly, there was like Alan Kennedy and Jan Mulby were there as well. Don't ask me why. They've got to get everywhere, haven't they? Ian Snowden and, and uh, Osman was there, Kilbarn Carsley. There was, you know, an array of faces. And yeah. it, was, it was good, really. And obviously a lot of Evertonians. I sat next to two of fellas in their 80s who've been going oh, for 50, yeah, 60 yeah. years. You know, it was just great just to ask them questions and stuff. So Koeman ambitious in his talking? Or? Yeah. As I say, he spoke about playing career, managerial career, and then time at Everton. Mm. He did make a couple of comments, and you know, one was which 
what would you what would you class as success with Everton? You know, we said winning titles. I want to win titles here, and not just come to make up the numbers and things. And yeah, you know, got a lot of rounds of applause, and a lot, a lot of people can can say that and not back it up. But I think when you're a winner as a player, yeah, and you're a winner as a person, I think he does mean business. And I, I, I honestly don't think Cumin's here for the long term. No. I'll be honest. I think you might be lucky to get four years out of him. And then he's going to look to the big jobs. I think he'll look for the even bigger jobs. So it's in his interest. Exactly. For progression and making an immediate impact. Yeah. But if that benefits Everton, I don't really care, if I'm honest. But it'll also help us attract... If we, if we just to move on, then we, we, if we, and we move on with a couple of trophies behind us, then, then it's going to help us attract better still. So everybody wins. Without no, no problem at all with the guy being ambitious. But if it rubs off on us and we finally get to do an open-top bus parade on St George's Hall, then it gives them monkeys. Without a doubt. And I think um, that resonated through everything that he said. And he commands respect. He commands... I think it was, it was Alan Myers who said his aura. And it, it is. Yeah. When he took to the stage, there was a real aura. And ironically, Julian Warren off Sky Sports, the one who was presenting it, said he was a massive Evertonian. You could tell he was a bit like sort of starstruck just talking to him. And it was it was refreshing. And he, you know, eventually he was ushered out the door and yeah. we had too much wine and partied the night away. But Is that why he was ushered out the door? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah the after party was in his. Um, but, it, it, I, I, yeah. as I say, I'm not just saying it because I went... I, I, I've, I've wrote things and said things earlier this season about my opinion of him and I think that just further backed it up on, yeah. on Wednesday and I'd, say, I'd like to think that a lot of people who were there agree with me young and old different backgrounds you know yeah. different witnesses in Everton and he, 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 he spoke really well uh, they also had Kilban on I thought to be honest Kilban spoke really well about Everton Carsley didn't say much Osman I don't know if Osmo's trying for a career in uh, punditry, but he needs to personality first. I mean, he seems to he meant to be dead lively and the funny character, and he, but he just sat there slumped in his chair, to be honest. Yeah. He answered a few questions, yeah, this is my opinion. I don't know whether they'll listen to this, but... Uh, Snodden and uh, Graeme Stewart, you can tell they work for the club, that's all I'm saying, but... <laughs> Ronald Koeman works for the club, but you can tell he wants a lot more for himself, the club. And yeah, he, he would not have come. He said he would not have come if he hadn't spoke to. To be fair, you know, critical of the likes of Sharp, Snodden. That they're the ones who went for. He went for dinner with them, told them positives, negatives about the club. Mashiri and Ken Wright got on the blower. Yeah, and that's when he made the decision. And he said it was a huge decision, and he felt it was right. So. I hope it works out for him. Yeah. I hope it works out for us well, because that's more important that it works out for him. Absolutely. The guy's clearly had assurances, mate. It's really now time to start seeing mm-hmm. start seeing what, what they promised him, isn't it? You know, the board have to deliver. And, you know, you've got to hope that Mashiri's pride was wounded a little bit with that window in, in, in August. So let's hope we come back with a huge vengeance, you know, and, and, and start doing Rubinos all over the shop in January. Usmanov pulling up the Mersey on that super goal. What was Usmanov doing, by the way, at Chelsea? Well, it's interesting. <laughs> Hopefully, he was not sampling the channel. I don't know. <laughs> don't give him, for God's sake, take out the Fosters. <laughs> this guy needs to invest. But you don't know, though, do you? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, mate said, oh, 
Seems to have it in his in, in, in the locker that he's got one off on the back of his shirt. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, you don't know, do you? I mean, you may say. I remember when he first came. You said on these podcasts, it, it almost feels like he's he's gone ahead. Yeah. You go ahead, and you do the groundwork, and I'll come when you've got the commercial and the uh, stadium. Yeah. Projects in hand. That's then, exactly how it feels. To be honest. Yeah. So. But who knows? But even regardless of Usmanov, I do believe that there's a project in the making, and Cumin, judging on what he said last Wednesday, he is proud to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, but you know that's that's what we've got to take into account as we're reflecting on another, you know, disappointing home draw. We've got to take into account that it won't always be like this. Hopefully, mm. that's because otherwise, without that, we're nothing, are we? We just got to believe that you know uh, a great Everton is just about ready to wake up. But it's going to take a few windows. He needs to get the character into that team and get some of the characters out. Yeah. Because you know it's not good what what's going on. So hopefully they can we can do that. I've never seen you so calm, right? I know. And not. I've been riding on Twitter. Joking. <laughs> you, you seem, I don't know. You, you've you've stood quite still. I've you haven't done your big girly laugh. <laughs> you've hardly spoken over me, and I've hardly spoken up. It seems weird. This. I know. I've been listening to the other podcasts and stuff. I've been trying to pick up tips and stuff like that. You know, um, have, you been, have you been poked? Have you been poked headhunted? I have. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that interesting. Is this is this the uh, no, the severance yeah. package? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be measured because it, I don't think it's the. Oh, it sounds weak. I know. After me, you, you can mark. You can you can let off your frustrations though in a measured. And yeah, quantified I so. debate, can't you? Which I, you I know, think you've done. I think so. I think the I was absolutely to be honest, the level of disgust after Chelsea five 0 was matched by the first half against Swansea. It yeah. was equally as disgusting, if you want me to, to sort of break out a bit and, and say it was you know, and it spoke I think it's all came in everything that he the mess that he, he needs now to get rid of. Uh, to, to to sort of clean up at that club. It's just the character in that team is disgusting. He must just be on Finch Farm. Yeah. Just looking at his watch going, looking at a few things, thinking this is a ticking clock this year. I'm going to get rid of 12 of these in yeah. the next year and they don't know about it. But ultimately, we'll those 12 will go to probably another Premier League club and do a job, wouldn't they? Yeah. But can you, I can't, you know what, if I see, if I was to imagine Ross Barr. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Actually getting sold. I, I couldn't imagine where he would go. Do you know what I mean? And, and that goes for um, a few players in that team. Well, Ross can you Bar- see Tom Cleverley going anywhere other than the championship? Well, Ross, you know, Tom Cleverley could go to West Brom. You know Tom what I mean? Davis, James McCarthy could go to Newcastle. Actually, it, West Brom, Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? I'm just looking. Yeah. Hull, Watford, these players will go and fit in. Ross Barkley will probably be Osman and Hibbert. He'll stay. Do you think? He will stay, yeah. And he'll ship him with a few great goals. Ship him, yeah. And he won't probably never. No, I'm not even going to say that. No, I was going to say he won't live up to the, the, the hype. I think he may do one mm. day. But I just do think that he needs to grow up and grow up fast. Yeah. Um. Start. It's tough to say because he's a young lad with a lot of money, yeah. a lot of opinion in a side that's been poor since he broke on the scene. Pretty much. He's been given the freedom. Now he's being more withdrawn. It's it's almost like a tug of war with him, isn't it? But he's, he's nailed on pretty much to get a place in that side. Every, every, but the thing is, if, if, if he's still performing like he is in a year's time... Yeah. Ronald Koeman won't stand for that, will he? He'll, no. He'll, he'll have him out and he'll, he won't be a permanent fixture. He's shown already, cleverly, wasn't he? Even, you know, nowhere near it, was he? And he, and he started against, I know he started through necessity with the, with Gay being injured um, against Chelsea, but nowhere near it against Swansea, which, you know, I thought Tom Cleverly represented a cardboard cutout in that game. I've never seen again. Yeah. And Amifield is short on quality, isn't it? I think... You know, I was talking to our band during the game and he said, you know, we are badly in need of commanding centre midfield players, you know? Like we're not gonna get a Vieira type but of that ilk, you know, where I can I can name a dozen, I can name some of our shit teams and, and we'd have better midfield players in the, and some of ours, you yeah. know, Barry and Gay aside. Yeah. The the Cleverleys, the Gibsons, the you know, there's just that's the whole load of nothing. we all we always seem to be um What's it called? Overpopulated with average players yeah. who just do the basics, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And can play in a, in a number of different positions and. But don't excel. Yeah. Whereas a classic example of a success of that, even though a lot of people didn't like him, was Phil Neville. He captained the side, he played whatever he wanted, but he wore his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of that was commendable, whereas, have you ever seen Tom Cleverley even throw a tackling? No. Never. I can't think of anything. A few no. nice touches, that's it. A few, ni- you know, when we're winning, or maybe you know, it's coming on. You know, he was alright scoring against us uh, for Villa, but it hasn't done anything like that, has he, for us? No, it's just again, it's players who just come in and just slip nothing. into the background, yeah, and you know. Martin has signed a lot of nothing, didn't he? If you, you know? if you were getting seventy grand a week, Don Mark, would you be that arsed about performing? No. I wouldn't be that arsed about going to Finch Farm. So that's that when it's so important that you sign the right character, because you yeah. don't see Luis Suarez, who's on God knows what at Barcelona, slacking round. Slacking. Like, yeah, yeah, that separates the great from the average. Is yeah. the work rate. You know, Leo Messi will, will run twice as fast, as hard, as long, as whatever, than, than the likes of, you know... 
a Ross Barkley, for example. Do you know what I mean? There's a desire, a hunger, and that's what we're lacking. We need to slowly but surely add one or two players who've got that in them. Yeah. You know, who can do that difference, you know, because the truly great players, mate, don't rest. No. They work as hard as anybody on that pitch, and that's what we don't have. That's a great <laughs> sentence, that. <laughs> it is, though, it sums it up. Yeah. Southampton away. Yeah. Followed by United, United at home, am I right? And then we've got Arsenal. Yeah, United on, in, on, in front of the, the Four o'clock on a Sunday yeah. might, might be that the turning point where, you know, Tom cleverly throws his first Wait. tackle in, goes through Pogba. Goes through but on, on 25 scores, seconds. Yeah. And it's, it's, one of them, it's one of them windswept, pissy, shitty nights that go to sudden. I can see it now, yeah. you know. And, and and we're fighting and stuff like that, and, and we're Country winning challenges. Blaze with burghouses and horse shit. Yeah, I've just absolute scenes. You know, people yeah. standing outside the brick in the rain doesn't give a shit because we just beat United two 0 yeah. You know that sort of thing, mate. We Tops absolutely tops off. Yeah, Cumin needs to. We need to see the absolute inner beast that the Cumin betrays himself as come out roaring in that game. So I'm going to wait, I don't know why, mate. Absolute blind optimism by actually fanciers. I don't know why. <laughs> well, he goes back to his former club, doesn't he? But yeah. I think Chelsea are the only side to have beaten them in the past two seasons yeah. in the league. I could be wrong with that stat. Wait, we don't have a happy time down there, generally. Um, so it's a tough ask, but it's a game where I think, again, we could we could do well. But, you know, it's just that, this is probably why I'll fume when we get beaten or something like that but I don't know why I just think I'll always think we can do well because there's certain players in that team if they've got their heads on right and the characters right that we can hit teams badly so it's not just not just you know we've seen Sunderland underway where we turned it yeah. on for 15 minutes and looked the best team in the league didn't we you know and so there's always that hope that we can do that but you know Southampton are a good team yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're a good side aren't they they're a much better team than Swansea yeah, but we go there and I just hope we get a decent result because yeah. you know you don't want to go to all uh, Goodison there needing a victory or something against United because we've got Arsenal Liverpool in the coming weeks after that and it, it, it does not get any easier. No, it doesn't. It and United are having a poor run, but they've still got very good players, haven't yeah. they? You know, they've still got players even hate us. But we were having a bad run the other month and I, then we had City away and everyone was like, oh, we've got City away next and everyone wrote us off. Yeah, and then the morale that came from that—he just appointed City. Yeah, was a big boost. But then since what's happened there, there's been a damn squib. You know, West Ham has up and down. Chelsea, there's been another game in there, I'm sure as well. But it's it it it's fine to that level of stuff like that. You know, you go and knock you, it on the head. You go and beat Swansea, uh, Southampton, mm. and then Goodison's bouncing. But if you go and draw with Southampton, Goodison's half fast. Don't care if it's Sunday, don't care if it's United. Yeah. You don't care it anymore now unless we're up, unless things are going our way and we're really up for it. Or the manager's called as a gang of twats before the game, you know. We're yeah. not going to... I don't know. We do need that sense of injustice right away. I think we should have it on order, to be honest, from a referee. A really bad decision well, 20 seconds in to get I'm the crowd going. I think I'm going to sit next to you, aren't I, for that first time? You are, mate. First time ever. We're going to watch the game so together. I've ordered the earmuffs <laughs> off Amazon. <laughs> and uh, I've ordered a pad and pen because I know you sign autographs, don't you? <laughs> there you go, there's that girly lap. That's the girly lap, one hour in. Saved <laughs> it at the end. Yeah, yeah sign autographs. Yeah, they think I'm Ben Blue Nose. <laughs> <Jeez, laughs> <Ben. yeah. laughs> 
But no, you, you don't know, do you? We've got. I'm not even going to say they're all tough games. We all, you know, we're all watching the Premier League long enough. But Southampton's as tough a test as anyone. Yeah. For but us, we, we, we all know we've got the capabilities of going there and beating them comfortably. Yeah, one hundred percent. And until on the pitch and off the pitch, we find that level of expectancy to go to places like Southampton and place teams like Swansea at home and really come out with winning results. Yeah, and we're probably just going to coast along until we can see, we can actually see wholesale changes. Let's hope we can just stay around seventh and sixth. It's difficult because we're not playing well. We're really not playing well. And let's hope the players meeting it has done something. Even though that that meeting should have come a few weeks ago, if you ask me. But um, let's hope that the, these good players who want to get on the ball and, and show what they can do do that. You know, because we've got excellent players. It's just I don't know what's going on. I'd, I'd love to see that players meeting. People probably just fucking sitting there waiting to get back on the phones and get out of there. Yeah. Whereas the real men in the group, the likes yeah. of Ashley Williams, who want to stand up with a yeah. fake chart. I think Gareth Barry as well. And stand up and say, look, lads, at the end of the day, we're all seasoned Premier League players here. Look yeah. at the talent here in this room. We're not yeah. performing. And it's gone on long enough. We've got a new manager now. We can't blame Martinez. We can't blame lack, blame lack of funding. No. We can't blame low crowd attendance. Anything like that. Nothing. We can't blame injuries. We can't blame suspensions. I don't care if Gareth Barry and Guy have been missing consecutive weeks. It happens to everyone. Injuries, we've been alright. Yeah. Touchwood for a while. We can't blame any of that. We can't blame anyone but ourselves. We need to kick up the arse. Christmas period, let's have a real run for this and get our asses up the table. Absolutely, because you're right, everything is in place for that team to go and do well. But they're not doing well. There's no, yeah. you know, he's put the cat, he's put the, the spine in, everything's in place, isn't it? They've got state-of-the-art yeah. training facilities and stuff like that. They've got a world-class manager, we think. Um, certainly a world-class name. It's like, there's, there's literally no excuse for us not to go, for, for us to be doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, don't answer nothingness. Embrace some ambition for Christ's sake and just show Everton fans that you 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 know you want to be better than all the other Everton teams you've been part of. This is supposed to be a new era. Show it. Here's your rally, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm coming down with the flu, to be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. The old uh, influenza becoming my best friend again. <laughs> love sick, more like. Love sick, yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good way to end it, your rally cry there, because that pretty much sums it up, Mark. It's been a, uh, a frustrating podcast. Yeah, no, we'll be a lot happier next time, mate. We've done an hour and 11 minutes. Is that all we've done? That's uh, an early night for us. like that, I know. <laughs> time to rate the food again, now. Absolutely. Um, but, as with, with every episode, we try and remind you um, about the... The ways in which you can listen to us <laughs> when I remember. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Everton Fan Focus, on Acast as well, that's our platform, yeah. our podcasting platform. There's a couple of adverts on there, but just ignore them. Um, so when you get the chance to listen, listen into this, give us feedback, get involved. We have guests on the show once a month, we do a guest podcast in town. Um, iTunes, you can subscribe on there, and you can also download them on on the, the iTunes, which is the obviously iPhone platform. In terms of YouTube and other things that we get asked about, well, we'll get on them when we get the time to do it. Yeah, uh, and when Mark learns how to use a computer properly. <laughs>
Ah, when you're a million, so I can have all the time yeah. to do it then. Happy days. When you're a million, we'll just make like a, a studio shed. Mate, so I'm, like, I was thinking of a, like a, a restaurant placed above, you know what you get in London, where people, 12 people sat around, but yeah. over Goodison Park. That, yeah. that, that would be super. Like, like, I know a, a guy with a cherry picker, he's ready to go, mate, you just got to pick them numbers. A few kegs, <laughs> a few poles, a few, you know, yeah. a few of Coleman's fancy women. A few of Mercedes boat beds, that would be nice, mate, I can see it all. <laughs> but, uh, in the meantime, we'll just... Uh, We'll just have a beer in Old Swan and get on with it. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks for listening. And thanks, take care. Ta-ra-ra. Ta-ra. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.